The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Uh, good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Listeners, uh, please do bear with us with any technical issues that we encounter during the show. We are having uh, some system updates throughout the show. So, uh, inshallah, our show will run smoothly, but you never know. Um, okay, so it's uh, Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. Um, I'm your host, Neelam. And joining me on the show today is my guest, Noor. Now, I will get Noor to introduce herself uh, a little later in the show. Uh, but first, uh, Noor, Salam alaikum and welcome to Mother's Planet. Alaikum Salam. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure having you on. And so, Noor, how are you? How's your week been? I'm good. It's been a busy week, as always. Yeah. I'm sure it's for a lot of people. <laughs> I know it's just the I just feel like time is like slipping through my fingers I just don't understand I look up and I think how did that hour pass it's just go it just goes so fast yeah it really does it just there's not enough hours in the day that's what they say isn't it Yes, absolutely. And um, uh, first, uh, I wanted to, I don't know, Noor, if you experienced anything because you're not, uh, you don't reside in Luton or or, or anywhere near Luton. But yesterday, um, I'm not sure if Brother Tarek managed to clear the air or demystify the the, um, the issue that was happening yesterday in the town. So yesterday uh, in the afternoon, I believe, is when I started noticing it. We had lots of white things floating in the sky and coming down to us. Mm-hmm. But from a distance, it looked like it was snow. And then um, I, I was walking past a few people that were smoking cigarettes. So I thought, oh, it's the ash from their cigarettes. That's what it is. But then I was doing the school run and I got to the school gates and there was like an influx of these white things just fly and then I thought it can't be pollen because it's not the time of year for pollen but then I thought I don't know my geography is terrible I don't know if it can be pollen at this time of year so we we didn't know my children my children were saying oh what are these and I said have no idea so listeners if you had seen this and if you know what it was please do share it with me so I can set that to rest because I have no idea what it is so I'm still living uh, very confused there so I'd like to know that was my strange moment of the week which I didn't uh, know what to put on it I didn't really know where that was going or what that was the weather's been really strange it's been um it's been battling with rain and sun I don't know how you found it um nor how's the um, weather it's been okay to be honest with you I quite like this weather um oh. I like it when it's not too hot but also not too cold Okay. Uh, you know the evening walks are nice to be fair where i'm in london so i mean it's it's, it's quite nice i like it yes yeah. it's called hoodie weather this one isn't it <laughs> yes oh gosh yes my daughter would uh high five you on that because <laughs> her hoodies right now and she's so happy that she can snuggle up in her hoodies um yeah. I am in one myself today, so I can't really say anything to her because I had to invest in hoodies and she was like, see, I told you, once you're in one, you will never be able to get out. out." Yeah, that's the way. (laughs) Tell me, are are you hoodie ladies out there as well? Do we like our hoodies or do we prefer the summer breeze? I'd love to hear what you listeners think. Um, I am taking in uh, WhatsApp and uh, text messages on the studio number 0777-9481822. Uh, so, yes, share your brew with me. Have you got a brew with you this morning, Nora? Have you got a hot Not drink? this morning, no. I didn't have time to make it this oh, morning. <laughs> bless you. But you do like your teas, do you? I do, yeah. Is it tea or coffee? It's tea. It's it- always tea. Oh, wow. No, I, I, <laughs> I was the queen of tea until listeners wait for it because I have actually now officially been converted into a coffee drinker. <gasps> did not like coffee at all uh, since investing in a new cup uh, and um, my husband investing in a machine where he can, he's a barista, you see. Well, he likes to think oh. he, so he, he, 
put it together and I'm actually really liking the taste of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm having a cup of coffee every day and I have one with me this morning. So tell me what your brew is this morning, listeners. What have you got with me uh, this morning? Um, you can share a picture or just share it with me. What are you what are you drinking? We are live on air, reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas through the airwaves at Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Listeners can also connect through TuneIn via the Inspire FM webpage. Uh, you can also um, connect to the show via the Inspire FM uh, app now, which is um, available on smartphones. Um, and so you have no excuse to miss any of the shows now. Uh, you can also, uh, I believe, uh, play catch up on on the on the app as well. So if you have missed the show, you can actually go back and listen to shows that have been missed. Um, we are live as an audio on the Inspire FM Facebook page where you can and must like the show and also leave any comments um, around today's topic and um, any WhatsApp messages as well on 0779-481-822. Now, in today's show, my guest and I will be having an in-depth discussion about the lovely Noor's journey. Uh, um, now, I don't know if listeners have got a great memory like myself. I've got a very poor memory, actually. But Noor is not the first time it's your first. It's probably your third now, actually, time. Um, coming. Yeah, I think it's my third time, yeah. Yes. So, um, so Noor is not new to uh, Inspire FM. She has come on as a guest. She came on um, for the very first time with her mum. And then she came on on her mm-hmm. own. And that was a lovely time that we had together because Noor was talking about her wedding at that time. And it was in the middle of 2020 when we were going through the pandemic, the lockdown. So Noor was balancing out things, having her bridezilla moments, and also <laughs> trying to uh, get this wedding to go smoothly. So uh, I, I do want to talk about how that went. And before we unveil your journey from being a wife to now a new mum. Uh, can I first get you to introduce yourself to the listeners, please? So, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Nord. I'm 26 years old and um, I got married, I think, last year, March, and I had my son this year, March. So, <laughs> it's been busy two years. Wow. wow yes a very busy two years so uh talk to me about how the wedding went so it was in the middle of lockdown and, and it yeah. was balanced numbers so how yeah. was that um so there was about eight people all together i would say yeah it was really small um but everybody like all of our extended family even some of my husband's immediate family were on Skype. Everybody was on Zoom. So it was it was different, but it was really, really nice. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't change it. I honestly wouldn't. <laughs> oh, wow. I was just about to ask that. Would, would, you, would you change that moment of having people behind screens? Do you know what? It was so nice and, and intimate that, you know, I, I think if we have, would have had a big wedding with you know all the guests i mean it's nice and i love it i love a good wedding but for me personally you know just being so close to to the you know to my husband and his family and my family you know like my mom right there all the way and it was at my house as well so it was even more special for me um yeah i just i i would do it i would do it again just exactly the same just like that (laughs) It's interesting you say that because you know uh, I think last time when we did talk about this we were saying that um, as as young girls you you imagine your wedding to be a big grand thing and you know you want to be in this big grand outfit and you know and and ultimately I've got my wedding dress sitting in a a suitcase somewhere collecting dust it's you know it was <laughs> that moment and that was it you know I've not even worn the jewelry again because I think it's too heavy to wear again so you know a lot of a lot of money that was invested in that respect. It's not, um, so you had it the way yeah. you know, or what you wanted to be wearing. And uh, why, what was the, because yeah. I know that was a big dilemma. What did you go traditional? <laughs> uh, I did go traditional. I had the traditional style, but it was all white. 
so it wasn't a you know like the traditional red or maroon that um you know a lot of south asian girls wear but i will tell you the funny thing about my dress mm-hmm. is i was literally hunting for one because obviously because all the shops were closed and in the middle of lockdown there was a lot of restrictions and um i remember i think it must have been like maybe two weeks before the wedding or maybe a week it was quite close and uh, me and my mum and my sister uh were just like running through Ilford Green Street everywhere and I found a shop in um in Green Street and it was like literally one of the first shops I just ran in and my dress was on the statue and like turned facing backwards so you couldn't actually see it I think they were ready to pack it away and I said to my sister I saw like the little um like the the end part of it just poking out from the bottom and I said to my sister I want to see what that dress is and I got the lady to get it out and like literally shove it out of all the mannequins um and she turned it around and I said to Ira that's my dress that's the one I'm gonna wear so I put it on and it fit it fit pretty good to be honest with you I didn't need a lot of alterations for it and I was like yep give me that dress put it in the bag and let's go home (laughs) so yeah that was fun God, I think that's the kind of shopping trip my husband would love. Where I just walk into a shop, and the first thing I see, not dragging him through all the shops. So uh, that was, I guess, a, a nice experience for you. Yeah. At least you knew, you knew straight away. And, and, and I guess you do when it comes to um, outfits like this, because your gut instinct is always, yeah. always know that, look, you know, you probably would have gone to several shops afterwards, but your heart was sort of pulling at that yeah. one. Would have, in the end, yeah. was. Um, so that was quite nice that you uh, cut a journey short and and got to it. So uh, <laughs> definitely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So you know, you you didn't have to do all the mad things that we always do when we do shop. But so um, having an intimate wedding like that, where you had your guests and everyone near you and uh, with you like that, and and as you said, your mum was there throughout, and it was quite nice because she wasn't. You know, from when I look at my wedding day, I think um, there were several points where I was on the stage on, on my own with my husband and I didn't know whether I should talk to him and I didn't know whether I should sit still or talk to anyone. But I wanted to have familiar faces next to me, but they were so busy greeting guests that it was um, difficult for them to come and sit with me and I think in hindsight I wish my mum had sort of just waved hello to everyone from the stage and said I'm going to sit with my daughter and just be so you you had the privilege of that did you find it harder to say goodbye do you know what I think that made it a lot easier because when I saw, you know, as I was reading my nagar and as I was signing my nagar papers, my was my I was holding my mum's hand. She was literally sat right right next to me, and I was holding her hand. And um, obviously, when you know we've signed it, it's done. We've we've eaten, and like just so casually, we're you know the the events finished, and we're on our way out. And just to see how calm and happy my mum was, yeah. I I got that feeling that you know she's calm she's happy it means this is going to be this is going to be good he's going to be a good husband hopefully inshallah i'm going to have a good life and so far it has been like that (laughs) yeah it made it a lot easy yeah i remember on my wedding day um we were running late uh, and uh, I had to leave my house to get into the car to go to the hall to have the nagar done. And as I was running out into the car, I stopped and I turned around and I said, oh, I didn't get to say bye to the house. And, and my dad looked at me and we're running late. You can't really go back and do this. No, 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 no. I need to go and sort of see my bedroom off, you know, just say goodbye. Or I don't know what yeah. I wanted to do, but I just, I felt like I needed to, sort of put some closure to this chapter of my life and and my dad just said to me okay we'll come back we'll come back after you've had your um wedding and the nagar we'll come back via your home and we'll go from here um because I was leaving town I was coming into Luton so um the wedding all happened and as I was leaving the wedding finished quite late and we head straight onto the M1 and I'm crying even more in the car because I said, you didn't let me say bye to the house. So I was more upset about not saying my goodbyes to the house and, and parting in that way than I was about leaving my family. So it's really bizarre, but you know, 
you had that moment in your home so it was so nice to be able to uh you're you're every time you walk into your home your mum's house now when you go it might you must have like that flashback of i had my wedding here right you know ate dinner here and we you know took our vows here and and so it must feel a bit more special to you even more so you know have you obviously must have done have you how is it going back now since you've been married yeah, I do go back. I go back a lot. I, I go back as much as I can try and go back, to be honest with you, because they live quite far away. So they're about an hour and a half away from... I mean, it's not far away considering how some people live in different countries come with their parents in different countries. So, you know, um, but I do go as, as, as much as I can, especially now that I have my son uh, <laughs> and I live with my in-laws. So I like to, I want to keep the family balance. You know, they get to see him and, and things like that and all his milestones and everything like that so alhamdulillah I'm, I managed to do it so it's good and I'll keep putting in that effort because that's what's important isn't it absolutely and and it's really nice so um just to closure off the wedding moments now any any uh pinnacle moment that you had that you you sort of cherish as a as a really fond memory from your wedding um I think just the fact that it was in my house you know I grew you know just the comfort of it being in your own house and it's something that I always, always wanted to do. I, When I envisioned it, I just envisioned it from my house and the fact that that came true, um, yeah, that's the my best memory, the whole thing. <laughs> and how, uh, I mean, you're the eldest from your siblings, so how oh, many... No, I'm second. I have an older brother. Okay, okay. So how yeah. have they taken it? Um, I mean taking me getting married and moving out yes. the house has gotten a bit more boring i would say <laughs> but no they're really good they're, they're they're okay i mean i still see them just as much as you know well i try and see them just as much because my family are backwards and forwards to london then i'm backwards and forwards to there as well so um yeah they were I think it it must have hit them a little bit, but a year or two on, they're, they're getting used to it now. <laughs> they're, coping, they're coping really well. Yeah. So now talk to me about, like, you know, um, I'm sure there's a lot, a, a lot of weddings that happened. In yeah. The, and I think, you know, life had to try and go on as much. And people, some people actually held off and stalled the weddings. Some people actually went along and said, right, we'll have a, a bigger wedding afterwards or do something and... You know, so so marriages were happening. So from your own perspective and for those that are tuned in today that, again, had the same experience as yourself getting married in the pandemic, it's uh, it's quite a life-changing moment. And I think, you know, um, it's for, for every woman, you realise how short time you spent with your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, like now where I am, I've actually spent more time with my husband in my life than I have with my parents, you know, I'm yeah. that age that I've known him almost longer. He's just a few years behind yet, but in a couple of years time, inshallah, you know, Allah give us healthy lives together, but you know, he will exceed that. And I would have spent more time with him than I did with my parents. So, you know, this, you have that short time with your parents and yeah. then you're now a, a wife and you're married. So how, how was it adjusting to a new town? you know, a new family, you know, how, how was that for you? Did, did you um, prepare yourself in any way or was it something that you took in your stride? I mean, I don't think anybody can prepare themselves for like a big move like that because as as much as you think, you you know, you, as much as you think, you know, because of all the, you know, people in your family that have probably been through the same thing. They always give you advice. When you when you're living with in laws, do it like this, say it like that. But honestly, it it is a big, big adjustment and it's a big shock to the to your system as well. Um so it's just you have to stay calm. <laughs> that's the most important thing you have to have a lot of patience and um you have to stay calm and also i found and i give this advice to like all my friends and cousins and people who i know who are getting married now that as long as islamically you follow the right thing and do the right thing um everything will everything will fall in your favor and you won't you won't be sad about what happens or what you know decisions that you have to make as long as you make it 
right by God, then then you'll you'll be okay. Oh, that's lovely advice there, um, Nora. And and that's very true. You know, uh, follow the mm-hmm. way, of and you know, Allah will make things easy you so and i and i'm and you know with you being so young because you are young i mean you you're 26 now but you weren't when you got married so you know uh, yeah. that kind of attitude when you're getting married it's 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 quite hard to train your mind to to think like that 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 good will come if i follow good you know and if i, I act on good mm-hmm. our emotions take the best of us and we and you know or there's been situations where you could have reacted very differently or you would have reacted differently but you've sort of kept your cool and you know do that so you've talked about balancing life a little bit um uh going to mum and you know coming so how how was that how's that been do you find that draining or you know is it something that's part and parcel of your journey now Uh, I think it's just part and parcel. Sometimes it gets tiring as in because I have to drive a lot. I have to pack up a lot of baby's things, but we figured it out. I mean, mum's got a nappy station, everything, clothes, bibs, nappies, everything over there, milk. (laughs) So I don't have to carry as much anymore. Um, So that's nice. That's nice that, you know, it's it's practically just like having two homes. You just spend a little bit of time here, get in the car, spend a little bit of time over there. So I wouldn't have it any other way. And and it's just... um... And nourishing your child, your baby's uh, uh, life, you know, the experience that he's getting, he's getting the best of both worlds. And, and you know, you're in that uh, position where you can um, do that. So, you know, with mum not being nearby, I mean, um, and let's talk about when you were expecting baby, because yeah. now that must feel like years ago. <laughs> How old is he now? He is seven months now. He's just turned seven months. Yeah. yeah. That must, baby Noah. Yeah, baby Noah, that's it. So yeah, welcome to baby Noah in the world. And um I've seen a picture and he's adorable, Marshall. And I think he's a spit of you, but you know, and that's a big thing, uh Nora, because um I, I have Marshall six children and the first three look nothing like me. And I, even the last three, you know, everyone's like, Oh no, actually maybe it's dad. I'm like, No, just say it's me, okay, please. So I think the last one everyone is definitely saying, and I'm not sure if they're saying it just because they if they don't say it, I might go and have another baby just to make this baby look like <laughs> they, they everyone is saying she looks like me. So yes, um she's me. But he does look very much like you and, and, and he's a spit to you. So now going back to your pregnancy, the time that you found out about um being pregnant, how was that? Uh, that was a f- so when I first found out, uh, me and my husband actually, we went out to eat and I was eating this meal and I was like, oh, I feel sick. I feel sick. I can't eat it. I can't eat it. I, I ate the whole thing, <laughs> but I was telling him and I was telling myself, oh, I just feel horrible. I feel sick. I feel sick. And it, to be honest with you, it didn't, okay. it didn't really... Um, Sorry, we didn't really think that it was anything, but he was like, oh, just take a test and, and let's see. So then that night I did and we found out <laughs> I was expecting. <laughs> and how was that for you? Because, you know, you didn't have mum nearby and this is a big, big milestone in your life now. So how, how you know, did you did you ring up mum straight away? <laughs> um, I think for the first few hours I kept it to myself and just me and him knew just so we could like process it even though it takes about two months to process (laughs) but we think it will take a couple of hours so kept it kept it to ourselves for a couple of hours and then yeah that night I I messaged my mom and I called her and I told her and then I didn't tell the rest of the family until like a few days later because I just wanted to just know myself and just have that little bit of time where it's just like me and him who knew um so yeah but but when you live with people it's very hard it's very hard to hide these things so yeah I was really waiting to that for that three month mark but by three weeks everybody knew oh wow and I guess are you are you the first daughter-in-law in the house uh no I'm the second Okay, so they have grandchildren before, yes. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not new. Because I was just going to say, and and I guess you know he's probably the younger brother then, or uh, yeah, he's the younger brother. Yeah, 
So, so I think for every child, um, every parent will be like, oh, wow, you know, we're going to be grandparents again. So it's exciting. And, and it's all it's always quite nice uh, when you're in that hustle and bustle. And yeah. uh, I bet you were waited on. So did, did you have to sit down with your feet up for a while or did, did, you, know, did you just crack on with things? I had really, really, really bad uh, sickness with him. Um, I, I think literally for the, I was, I had sickness throughout my whole pregnancy, but I think the first four or five months were really, really bad. Like so bad. I couldn't even get up. Um, there was a, t- and I was at my mom's to be honest with you. I think for about four weeks I was at my mom's and then I came back and carry on, carried on feeling sick. And my husband said, I think I need to drive you back. And literally that day just kept straight back into the car. And I didn't even pack, unpack my things. I didn't take my things out of the car. Cause he's like, I think you need to go back to your mom <laughs> because it's, it's a lot, you know, I think not only when you're physically ill, it, like emotionally, you, you are processing a lot of things. And obviously the best person that knows you inside out is is your own mum so who best to look after you I mean he did my husband did a lot yeah sometimes there's just those little things our mum can do absolutely now listeners we are actually heading over to a short break um uh, do stay tuned with us and we'll join you after the break but for now go refill your hot drinks and inshallah uh, we will continue after the break assalamualaikum Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's one of those crazy, crazy Fridays this morning, listeners. So uh, do pair with me with these technical issues that we are having, but it's all being resolved. Um, I'm your host, Neelam, and joining me on the show today is my guest, Noor. Uh, Noor and I have been talking about Noor's journey from uh, being a wife to now being a mum. So she was talking about how her wedding was um, in the in the pandemic and now she's talking about how she has been blessed with the most beautiful baby uh, and his name is Noah. So, have I got that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Noah. So, Islam alaikum Noor. Wa alaikum So, Noor, um, we were talking about your your difficulty actually before Noah was born. You were struggling in the early stages of of your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. At all? Did you have a nice pregnant? Do you have any fond memories of being pregnant? Um, apart from my sickness, I actually did really enjoy it. Uh, alhamdulillah, I was really, he- I was actually quite healthy during my pregnancy. I did quite a bit of exercise and I was eating really good. Uh, I, I completely came off meat and chicken, so I was a vegetarian. <laughs> for the longest time which felt like the longest time and during that time you actually think you're never ever going to eat it again so when everybody used to eat chicken burgers around me I used to sit there and cry like I don't think I'm ever going to be able to eat this again (laughs) but um yeah it does it does all go back to normal after they're born so don't worry anybody who's pregnant now (laughs) I was just gonna say I bet the first thing you asked for after he was born was a chicken burger get me that chicken Burger. <laughs> yeah it's terrible i mean i i don't recall having um sickness for that long it's always been for me with all my children i i had sickness at the beginning some of my girls my sickness um when i was pregnant with the girls my sickness would prolong a little bit more um but the one thing which you probably had noticed as well your smell your smell and sense of smell heightens in your pregnancy so you could just walk past something and it could be miles away and you will know exactly what seeds have gone into that cooking you know i i was so true I had to walk around with a peg on my nose because it was, I was so sensitive to smell. I, I think that's what triggered off my sickness because any time I smell anything that was just not pleasing, I would feel sick. And and I, I'm you're yeah, not. And it's so oh, strange how yeah. these things change. Yes, I know. And yeah. how changes to that because you, I, I, my husband used to laugh at me saying that. Um, 
I could work for the police force uh, because um, as a sniffer dog, because I I can smell things. And he goes, you could work for the police force. I'm pretty sure they'd actually like it have all these pregnant women going around instead of the dogs. It have all these <laughs> smelling things and tell them that where where things are and you know track them back to things. So yeah, I think he made a, a big joke about that. But so now when um, Noah was born, was mum around? When you had Noah, was uh, it- so when on the actual day he was born, she was still at home because so obviously coming up to like my delivery day and stuff like that, I was some. We kept having conversations, Mom. What are you going to do? How are you going to get down? How am I going to tell you? Da, 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 da. But you know, Mom's give the best advice, and my mom just said, "Look, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You don't need to worry about it. It will happen." So obviously that calmed me down straight away and I was like, yep, that's fine. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about it. So when on the day that he was actually born, uh, she wasn't there, but I was in hospital for about a week afterwards uh, because uh, we both were a little bit unwell. Uh, so I had to stay in hospital for 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 exactly seven days. Uh, so she came down a few days after and stayed with me in hospital for a little while. Um, uh, so and then and then she stayed with me at home here um, for a week, and then I went back to mom's. <laughs> oh, yeah, and stayed there for a little time. That's how it is, you know. You'll probably find the first year of uh, Noah's life, you're just going to be juggling back and forth until you find your feet. Now, um, your life hasn't stopped since having a baby. There's things that you're still carrying on and you're still doing. You know, um, at the start of the show, you introduced yourself as Noor and used yourself as a mum and you know I know that you are not just those roles in your life there's many other things and just like your mum there's many things that you have dipped your hand into so you know unveil this you know share this experience and journey with uh, listeners yeah so uh, before I had Noah I was doing my counselling training so at the moment I am a trainee counsellor uh, so I'm studying obviously um counseling skills and therapeutic styles and things like that so eventually hopefully inshallah be able to work and help i want to help other women really just it's it's such a helpful thing you know i've never had counseling before and um the studying that i'm doing at the minute it gives you little glimpses of how it you know how how much it helps and i feel like everybody should do it, it even you know you don't need to have problems as such to to go to counseling um it's just a really good it's just a really good um thing to to do to be involved in it really helps absolutely absolutely and and i and i know you know and as you can vouch for yourself the transitional changes especially with and I I like the way that you are focusing your um support that you are going to hopefully do uh for women because I we are the ones that will encounter the most changes in our Mm -hmm. life you know and and I know in, in all fairness um your husband and our husbands and spouses are changing you know they're having experiences but a lot of it is external they're not having any any physical changes you know some of it is mental and some of it is okay you know um you've got to be the breadwinner you've got to be the provider and then you know so they have different different levels of stuff but a lot of the time women are going through those changes physically so you know when we have babies our bodies change and we are never the way we were post baby as much as you try and work out and eat healthy you will never your body has just given birth to another human so you will never be able to be back to how you were you know there's your everything's had a shuffle around inside you and everything's you know shook inside you so the emotion which we can't you know i don't know how you felt when he was born did you you know everyone i know every single one of my children i I believe with my last which i thought i would be a pro at um i thought i'd get up and just get on with life but she was born in in the pandemic you know in that june that year and and i remember feeling so sorry for myself and not being able to get myself out of bed um and i and the only push that i had was that i had other children and they were like mum you're not like mum and you know what's mm-hmm. 
and you almost have to put this like facade on for them that you're okay and yeah. you know fine and you know you can you'll be it's just it was it just felt very unreal so you know did you have you know a little dippy moment where you thought gosh what's just happened I literally had that as soon as he was born um (laughs) the delivery and everything was all fine it was all normal and then I just you know, the midwife, she was just like, okay, it's time for a shower. So I literally got up out of the bed, like nothing even happened and walked into the shower, got my stuff, went into the shower. And as I was in the shower, washing myself and I was just thinking, what has happened? What just happened to me? What just happened to me? And I I think I was actually saying it to myself. I was actually saying, what has just happened to me? What has just happened to me? Because it it is a trauma. (laughs) As beautiful as the moment is, it is it is a trauma (laughs) to your body and like emotional trauma. It it is such a big thing that happens. And, um, I I had a, I had a a 20 year old girl in the ward with me uh, at the time. She gave birth at the same time. And, and I, and she, we both had one conversation and, and we both said to each other, why did no one tell us this? Like, this is this, it's like the hidden secret around giving birth that nobody actually tells you. And even now you think that you're going to talk about it to, to the people that are going to, you, you know, that are pregnant, are going to give birth, but it's such a secret that you don't actually speak about it. <laughs> No. As much as you try to get that feeling across, you won't ever have that feeling until you give birth and have that moment. And then you'll know what we're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it, cause I remember um, when I had my first and, um, and the, in the ward, I was with my mum and it, cause it was my first, it just took forever. I was in labor for about two days mm-hmm. and I was walking up and down and it was, you know, I was exhausted by the time I was ready to have her. It was just like, really, do I have to do something now? You know, can't you just wave a wand mum? <laughs> and I remember feeling so exhausted. And I said to my mum, why didn't anyone tell me about the exhaustion that you feel? Because, you know, you just think you'll go there and it'll just, you know, be normal and everything. You'll just have this baby. But you don't know, you know, I, I think there's a hadith around this as well, the the number of bones that break in a woman's back as it's all happening. Um, and, you know, um, it, you are literally, and now having had a child, everyone says, you know, everyone said it, oh, you know, when a woman gives birth, She's at death point. You think, oh, really, at death point? You're giving birth to a, a a life. How can you even associate death to that moment? Yeah. But actually, having gone through it now, you think, gosh, yeah, it really is, you know, that that, that moment. And you, as, as you say, you will only experience it or know what someone's talking about once you experience it and once you've gone through it. So, you know, it's, it's mad. So... So now a lovely Noah is here and he's seven months and, you know, you're continuing your study as well. Yeah. So you're being a mum and you're still persevering with your studies. Yeah. How long is your um, course for? So how long do you have to... Um, so I have three years left now. Uh, I've done the first year and I'm starting my second. So I've got about three years. Yep. In total. So it's yeah. two... Well, mashallah, well done. So I hope I hope you are able to uh, complete that. And that's lovely that you have the um, flexibility to do that because the family is obviously supportive. Yeah. And so talk to me a bit about that. How, how I mean, like Noah's now seven months. Yeah. But the last seven months, you know, your husband and you, you know, your lives have changed. You've now got this little being that... Yeah. You, not just about you two anymore you have to consider Noah as well so how was that everything everything is about him now you don't even you don't even think about it. I call him my little accessory because he goes everywhere <laughs> he goes everywhere with me he does everything with me so um you know what it is the best thing as tiring as it is you wouldn't change it for the world it is the best thing Yes. I couldn't imagine my life without him. Yeah, and that's that's beautiful. That's amazing because I know uh, from your mum's role in her her life that we're always fond of children. So I I knew before you'd even got married, this girl's going to have lots of children. (laughs) She's not going to be frightened to have children because you you grew up in quite a hustle-bustle home. So, you know, 
you want to have that same environment for for your own child so you know I, i'm not i i dare ask that noah's not going to be an only child yeah. pretty much though he'll have many siblings inshallah to follow yeah. so he's being spoilt um yeah. because you know he's your first and he's <laughs> your little accessory and uh going through go, going places and going everywhere with you but how have you found that because you know as you say, when you get ready to go to places, you have to pack a, a thousand things before you go. Have Over the seven months of doing this now, have you got better that you know literally these are the things I need or is it still a little mini suitcase with you? <laughs> my mum's listening. She's going to be laughing when I say this, but no, I'm still trying to consolidate my things. <laughs> I still do take a lot of things everywhere. I've cut down, but it's still it's still it's still a lot. So it it will happen slowly. I know, and I think it will be with experience as well. When you, you know, because uh, I I mean we still do it now. When you, especially when you hit this time of year, it's so hard. Yeah. If the weather is so unpredictable and you just think, well, what if it rains and they need an extra layer or they need a jacket or they get wet or this. And then before you know it, you've packed half their wardrobe because you're not quite sure what season you're going to encounter when you go outside. And so you true. Just appropriately. So you will get better. That is that is something that um, that happens over, over time with experience. So um, your husband and I, do you still get, do you do, do, do you still get um couple time? Do you get that time where you guys are just doing your thing? I think date night's the word I'm looking for. There we go. Do you, do you still have that, or you know, is it has that been quite hard because you're anxious about leaving baby? Do you know what? That's so funny because I was just saying to him the other day, I just want to go out and go to Top Golf and do this and do that, and he was like, Yeah, we will. We'll get to do it one day, um, and then. It just so happened that me and him ended up going to Tesco like that day yeah. by ourselves. That was the first time that we had left Noah because I think he was like getting ready for bed or um, like, you know, he was in his falling asleep stage. So I didn't want to put a jacket on him and get him out in the cold. So uh, we left him at home and we just said, we're literally going to be half now. We're just running to Tesco. And we were both there like bored because <laughs> he didn't know what to do <laughs> and I'm like it's so much more fun when he's with us <laughs> like as much as I would love to go on a date with you I just think I would be a little bit bored to be honest <laughs> like, it, he just brings a different a different you know like feeling to to the to the atmosphere as much as I love my husband but it's so much fun with with Noah and I think we're both like that I think we both prefer doing things as a family not just me and him mm, absolutely and and um I, I I remember when my husband and I we first actually went out together and we went out to have a uh, I think it was coffee or something because that was I was only allowing myself to have that time I thought I'm not going to give myself um whole day I can't do a whole day so I can do a couple of hours and the whole time we were talking about the baby we were just our whole conversation and in the end I think we were away we'd actually said we're going to be a couple of hours I think we only did like an hour and a half or an hour just and I said I want to go back home now I just just the baby just you know I just I just want to do that and so yeah and after that she went everywhere with us because it was it was just like, I don't understand how. So, yeah, you do adjust and you do, you know, balance things. So, you know, anyone that's listening that's um, gone through a similar journey as yourself, t- tell me how you're juggling life with your husband and a baby on board. You know, what are the things that you do to sort of balance the equation? You know, is your husband quite hands-on? Yeah, really hands-on. He's really good. Yeah. So you. So what, what, do, what do you do? You know, how do The only you- thing he doesn't do is is poo nappies <laughs> okay, yes. but he will if he has to that's his famous line i will do it if i have to yes. <laughs> but it just seems it's i'm always around so he doesn't ever have to do it no. but he's really good he plays with him he takes him out he's really really good with him and noah loves him so much it's like his face just brights up when he when he when his dad comes through comes home from work and he's just, he's, he wants to go out with him. He can't even walk, but he moves his little legs like this, like, take me out, take me out. <laughs> yeah. So now seven months now. Have you started the weaning with him? 
Yeah, I have. <laughs> it's going well. He's a really good eater, mashallah. He does eat, and I can see his little mouth chewing. He can he can chew his food, but I think it's more maybe because he's my first, and I'm just so scared of like what to give him, what not to give give him. I know like the whole choking and gagging is normal for them to to yeah. do that, but it, I think it just takes time as as a new parent yeah. to to get used to that and know that actually they're all good, they're they're going to be okay. And, and I guess you've got um, family on board because you know you're yeah. uh, in-laws, and, yeah. and it's not a first grandchild in the in yeah. the. They they sort of share their experiences as well, and and I guess it, for you the the lesson that I can say is every child is different. So you know if if their child you know took to food a lot easier than your child is taken to food, you know your child will eventually get there, but it's just yeah do it at his pace and that's the same with your whole mothering around him you know you 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 will get there but you've just got to do it at a pace that suits you and him or something that you've got to rush and do and you know um so yeah so you having fun with different food recipes at the moment are you trying lots of different ones yeah i've made a few he really likes the egg omelette which is good because breakfast is important isn't it (laughs) so he really likes the egg muffin sorry so it's like omelette sort of muffin thing um uh avocado he's not a fan of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we're trying with the vegetables. He's a really big fruit eater as well. He loves fruit, so that's good. So I don't really think he eats that... a lot of fruit right now. Yeah, well, that, I think that's one of the first things they suggest to wean them yeah. on, pureed fruit, and then see how they get on with that. But um, avocado and banana mix was one of the ones that my children loved. Cause yeah, my I... sister-in-law said that her kids liked it as well. I think it's just mine that doesn't like it. <laughs> because avocado is quite um it's quite a buttery texture so you yeah. either love it it's like marmite you either love it you don't you know yeah. it's those uh textures that it has to it where it's not you know but if you add something to it um it will give it a bit more flavor and a bit mm-hmm. of but, you know he might sort of appeal to it and bananas was one of the things that i first weaned all my children on and if i knew that they'd gone through half a banana i'd be like okay that's like a meal so that for me is good because you know that's yeah. that's uh quite a solid banana there that they've eaten so banana was always quite reassuring for me it still is as a mum when i know that my kids eating a banana but didn't have breakfast it's okay they had a banana so <laughs> <laughs> it's all good so yeah even with me my experience with all my children if they've had a banana i'm all good i'm happy so so, you know your role um we've talked about your role as a mum and as a wife now you know you've gone from daughter to daughter-in-law and um as women we this is probably the most challenging uh part of our life um how has that transition and process been for you being um, someone else's daughter and not having your mum there. Yeah. Like like I said in the beginning, it's a big adjustment. It is because you have to you're you're involved so personally with these brand new people and sometimes I know this it was the same case with me. I got sometimes I got a bit defensive, like, you know, no, it's not like this. I want to do it like this, da 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 but it, you slowly, slowly just adjust and get used to how other people do it because you always have that you compare to your own family but that's not of a good mindset to have so I had to quickly come out of that like no it's not like that but it's just a natural thing isn't it that oh you know that's not how my mom did it that's not how my brother did it that's not how my sister did it so but that's just a part of your you know like trying to keep yourself safe isn't it your emotions safe but alhamdulillah my in-laws are really really good you know um we don't live in like a typical way you know they're really easy going really nice um they do a lot they look they do a lot for me my with sorry with me and Noah and everyone so and I live with not just like my mother and father-in-law I live with like extended family as well so like uncles and aunties so there's a lot of there's a lot of different personalities and a lot of different hands but it's really nice and loads of kids so 
Well, I was just going to say, you're going to find it very hard now to sort of move away from that and go to go to your own place or do that. Yeah. Once you grow up in that or are surrounded by that hustle and bustle, it's always quite yeah. adjust to being on your own. So I don't think that's on the cards. I think you'll stay where you are because you're <laughs> being well looked after. Me and my husband always joke as well. We're just like, we're just big kids who yeah. just had a kid. So yeah. <laughs> don't think we just had a baby and we're adults now. No, we're not adults yet. <laughs> yeah, that, that maturity, yeah, I know. And I think you'll be like this for a few years. And yeah. my daughter now is um, about to do her GCSEs. And, and my husband and I the other day were thinking, I think it's time for us to grow up now because we <laughs> about to do her GCSEs and I think we need to sort of act a bit grown up and you know support her through this because you know we don't know what we're doing and this yeah. is, we're doing this so we need to sort of you know be a bit more mature and explain to her what she needs to do so you'll you'll grow up and you need to grow up so and we were just joking as well because we haven't been on holiday yet with Noah and I, we really want to go on holiday and it's like a kind of half and half. You want to go on just like your own family holiday. And then we, I kept saying to him, but someone needs to come with us. So when we go on the water ride, someone can watch. <laughs> yes. Oh, bless you. Yeah. It's a very hard time, you know, to, to do things like that. Now I'm conscious of time because I think we've got just over a minute uh, left of the show. Uh, motherhood's a blessed journey. And, you know, um, it's something we're all going to, inshallah, embrace. Is there any, any advice that you can give to anyone that's tuned in today that's kind of, that's just gone through the, the cycle of motions that you have? Honestly, my biggest piece of advice is just, just enjoy every part of it because it's not going to come again. And, you know, washing dishes, keeping the house clean. I know it needs to be done, but it doesn't need to be stressed over. You know, when you find, you'll find your time to do those things and that's when it will get done. But otherwise, just enjoy, just enjoy being pregnant, having a baby, just, it's the best thing in the world. And you really do, you need to have a calm mind and enjoy it. Oh, Masha, thank you so much. Now, listeners, we are near the end of the show, and I've no doubt that listeners enjoyed listening to Noor and her journey, uh, and I've been able to take some uh, valuable points from the show as well. I wish you all the best for your beautiful family, and uh, as a tradition of the show, uh, motherhood, all love begins and ends here. Uh, join me again uh, for another exciting show. Assalamu alaikum and Jumon Barak. Take care. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.